The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When our little Abby was but three years of age, she was playing with her grandpa. And as is not uncommon for that age, she had made a tent out of blankets and chairs and things. Quick, Grandpa, get in the tent before the monsters get us. (laughs) Three years old. Are you afraid of the monsters, Abby? I was really astonished and amazed by Abby's wonderful understanding. Three years of age. Why would I be afraid, Grandpa? You're with me. I noticed the same wonderful trust and understanding when we went hiking together just this last summer. Abby is now eight. She was miles from the nearest road in the middle of a forest where there are no lights and it's getting darker every moment. And We were putting up the hammock where she would sleep by herself in the wide open spaces for the very first time. Her one question, Grandpa, Where are you going to be? (laughs) Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. What is it like to have the Lord as our shepherd? Do we know that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives? And after that, that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm not afraid. I'm with you. Are we close enough that we hear the voice of our shepherd? Today we want to consider a series of questions. How do we hear the voice of the good shepherd? The voice of other good under-shepherds. How do we avoid those who pretend to be good shepherds but don't actually care for the sheep? Those who wish are hurt. To whom will we listen? How does one learn to listen? To learn to whom to listen? How do we learn to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd in a world filled with noise? As Jesus walked the earth, there was this tremendous miracle, unequaled and unprecedented in all time. He healed a man born blind. Some of the shepherds of Israel, the Pharisees, questioned Jesus' actions because they were done on a Sabbath. The dominant group came to the conclusion that not only was the previously blind man born in utter sin, but that Jesus himself was a sinner. Jesus told the Pharisees that, in fact, they were the guilty ones. Now he begins to illustrate why they are guilty. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. 
The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. How do we hear the voice of the good shepherd? The voice of other good under-shepherds. How do we avoid those who pretend to be good shepherds but don't actually care for the sheep? Those who wish are hurt. To whom will we listen? How does one learn to whom to listen? How do we learn to hear the voice of the good shepherd? Okay, back to the words of Jesus. He says the bad guys don't come in the proper way. They are thieves and robbers. Thieves sneak in and steal. Robbers violently take what is not theirs. Sheep won't follow the bad guys because they don't know them. Here's a fun little historical bit that might interest you. turns out that many shepherds of that time shared the same very large pen, a great big area that was completely walled off so to protect from the wolves or thieves and robbers. The keeper of the pen, the sheepfold, stayed inside and no one could get in legitimately or easily at all without his opening the gate. The particular fascinating bit is that all the sheep from the various flocks would wander around looking for good grass in this huge pen, maybe a cool place to rest, water, whatever they wanted, and thus they would be all intermingled all over this large area. But when the shepherd called out, they would immediately begin to make their way to him. And those shepherds really did have individual names for every single sheep. They took their jobs very seriously because to them it was way more than a job. And the sheep knew who they could trust. They ignored every other person's call. I mean, don't you just love this story? (laughs) But remember, Jesus is saying this about and to the false leaders in Israel, the Jews. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. They didn't get it. Uh, Why not? (laughs) Because they too are sheep, but not of Jesus' flock. As we go further into this discussion, remember our questions for today. How do we hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of the other good under-shepherds? How do we avoid those who pretend to be good shepherds but don't actually care for the sheep? Those who wish are hurt. To whom will we listen? How does one learn to whom to listen? How do we learn to hear the voice of the good shepherd? These men didn't understand what Jesus was saying with this beautiful metaphor. So he went on with three comparisons contrasting his true care and that of the false shepherds ending with a breathtaking promise. Listen closely. They were clueless, so Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. 
just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. How can a person hear this and not be awed by the terrible love of our shepherd? He will lay down his life for the sheep. How can a person hear this and not be awed? Because he doesn't hear it. (laughs) She doesn't know the voice of this shepherd. It's just background noise. How do we hear the voice of the good shepherd, the voice of other good under-shepherds? How do we avoid those who pretend to be good shepherds but don't actually care for the sheep? Those who wish are hurt. To whom will we listen? How does one learn to whom to listen? How do we learn to hear the voice of the good shepherd? As we consider Jesus' comparisons and statement, there is this. Jesus is talking about those in Israel who believe or not. So how do we fit in? (laughs) And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Isn't it great that Jesus stops in the middle of his teaching people in first century Palestine to make sure we, in 21st century America, know that we are on his mind? Overwhelms me. (laughs) If you are not overwhelmed by his meticulous care, well, maybe you... Maybe you haven't learned the answers to our question. How do we hear the voice of the good shepherd? (laughs) How do we avoid those who pretend to be good shepherds? To whom will we listen? How, How does one learn to whom to listen? How do we learn to hear the voice of the good shepherd? Well, if you're not overwhelmed by his steadfast love, perhaps you do not yet belong to the one who lays down his life for the sheep. For this reason the Father loves me. Because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. i got to tell you, this statement could occupy a person's mind for a lifetime. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. Well, okay, you probably noticed that it stretches the shepherd metaphor uh, a long ways. <laughs> when did you last hear of a shepherd who gave his life to save the sheep and then took his life back up again? I mean, <laughs> For this reason the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. How do we hear the voice of the good shepherd. How do we learn to hear the voice of the good shepherd? I lay down my life that I may take it up again. If those false shepherds, those thieves and robbers, couldn't even hear what he meant in the simpler truth, how would they ever understand this? And of course, they don't. Well, not all of them. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he has a demon and he is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? How do we hear the voice of the good shepherd and avoid those who pretend to be good shepherds? How do we learn to hear the voice of the good shepherd? We hear the voice of the Good Shepherd when we become His. 
when we begin a relationship with him, when we give our hearts to him, when we become sheep of his flock. We will know when others are good under shepherds or just pretending to care for us if we know him. We will know to whom to listen in spirit and with our ears as we develop our relationship with him. We will hear him ever better as we draw ever closer to him. But but is this real? I mean, come on, everything costs something. And that's true, everything does cost something. Our new life costs the life of Jesus. And your new life will cost you something. Your new life will cost you your old life. You can't be free if you don't leave the chains of the past behind. Is it worth it? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. In the Old Testament times, God only called special ones by name. Like King David, who wrote this psalm. Or Abraham, and Moses, Samuel, Elijah, and Elisha. You know, how could we ever compete with people like that? How could we ever measure up? Those people hearing Jesus' words for the very first time would have had the same question. <laughs> they were amazed to think that the Lord would call them by name, each individually their own personal name. They were amazed to know that they were that special to God and that there was no need to be afraid anymore for they were with him. We who hear his voice are with the one who laid down his life for the sheep. For us, we have a living hope for we hear the shepherd's voice. 